Yeah, man. My grandfather, same. You know, I'm half Puerto Rican, half Portuguese. Yeah. And, uh, and both, actually, both my grandfathers were, were, were always very well dressed. Because back then, house. when you took a photo, hey, that was your photo for, for a few years, man. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. No selfies right. back then. Yeah. They're gonna be like, uh, let me see it real quick. No, yeah, do it again. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I never smiled, and I, you know, now I've, I've, yeah. I kind of get. It. I'm like, yeah, that, that looks better. Hey, I'm Armando Leduc, producer, film actor, and owner of Leduc Entertainment. I have chosen a life off the beaten path and wanted to find others that are doing the same. Spaghetti on the Wall is a show based on all of the years that I've thrown spaghetti on the wall and nurtured what stuck. We will share fun stories, ideas, tips, tricks, and more. Welcome to Spaghetti on the Wall. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on when you're watching this or listening to this podcast. We are back with another one, ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Salinas. Hola What's up, dude? I'm doing well, bro. You like that? Do you like the applause? Yeah, I do. That's fine. That's right. That's nice, right? <laughs> adds, a little, adds a little gravitas, right, to, to what we're doing. It is gravitas, man. Mm -hmm. uh, we got a criminal defense attorney from Austin, Texas in the house. Yes. And um, we're going to dive into some AI talk. We're going to talk about some fun, interesting stories. And, uh, and, and you're, you said you're new sort of to the legal field starting 2020. Is that right? Yeah, relatively. I, uh, you know, I graduated just in time for COVID uh, to kind of mess everything up. So I uh, actually started out my career not here in Texas, but uh, out in New York City uh, in Brooklyn. So uh, I was working full-time remote and studying for the bar. Uh, you know, I don't know how I did it uh, in hindsight, but uh, you know, I, I made it through somehow. There you go. So yeah. you were one of the people that uh, migrated to Austin, huh? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in Texas. You know, I was born and raised Houston, Texas. Uh, you know, I, I just got to a point uh, when I was 18, and I was like, I gotta get, uh, I gotta get out of here. So went to Baylor for undergrad. That's three hours away, which I know. You know, in hindsight, it's like, okay, you're still in Texas, you know, three hours away. But for me, you know, uh, come from a family of immigrants, we didn't really have anyone outside of Houston or Mexico. So um, going to that was a good experience for me. And then I just decided, hey, let me get out of Texas for a while. So that's what I did. And went to Virginia, uh, Washington Lee, uh, out there for uh, law school, and then uh, New York for a couple of years afterwards for coming back. And, and, and cool, uh, yeah, if, if I could just uh, shout out uh, Texas, you don't realize how good the food is here until you leave. Uh, and then, you know, you realize you were spoiled your entire life uh, when, when you're out there. It's good, dude. Texas got some good food. Some of that good barbecue, definitely good Mexican food. Yes. What else are you guys known for? Uh, guns. Uh, I think we're, we're pretty uh, big on that. Guns and conservatism uh, and oil. Right. Uh, right. We just had... Uh, uh, Attorney General uh, Paxson's uh, impeachment trial that was going on. I was uh, reviewing that. You know, I'm not going to get into the politics of that, but uh, I think you know, as a, what people should take from that is uh, what criminal defense attorneys know very well, and is that is that trials can be won or lost on the jury, uh, right? So normally, uh, you know, jury process, jury selection, we have uh, here in Texas is called uh, Valdir. Uh, you know, everywhere else it's Valdir. Uh, it's like a French uh, Latin term, but uh, in Texas, you do Vaud Dyer, and you know you can suss out, uh, you know, someone would be biased uh, depending on the charges or the uh, the accused. Um, but you know, in that impeachment trial, it was just the senators. So you know, you saw that uh, after um, you know over a week of uh, you know the trial, it basically came down to you know party lines. Sixteen fourteen was a lot of the uh, you know votes. So that 
Go, goes to show you how important have, uh, having a jury, uh, you know, impartially or, or not, uh, goes towards your case. So let's hop into this AI and how it's affecting, you know, the legal world, because sure. I know how it's affecting our world for sure. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is interesting because you had um, <laughs> you had uh, uh, that case. Uh, I, f I think it was out of New York actually, um, where it was like a multi-million-dollar case. The they were suing like some airlines. And um, basically, this guy, he went to ChatGBT, asked it to write, uh, it was either write a brief or give me cases, um, you know, that we can uh, do this dismissal, right? I think it was a motion for summary judgment. And, you know, this is a multi-million dollar case, you know, I'm sure, uh, billing-wise, the guy probably billed the clients $1,000 $1, an hour or whatever it is, right? And uh, when the uh, judge was reading it, he, he looks at it and says, uh, counsel, I can't find these cases uh, that uh, you, you cited here. And so it turns out that uh, ChatGPT uh, made fake cases. Uh, you know, it kind of, uh, uh, and yeah, that, that was something that a lot of attorneys, you know, we, we kind of quickly realized, like as soon as you're asking it, hey, give me case law for this, and then you just, you, you got to do your due diligence to check, you know, whether, well, not only check if it exists, but check, hey, is this case still good law? Because that's the thing with case law is, you know, it might have been good law for the last 20 years, but then a new case came in and, you know, that's not the, the law of the land anymore. So you got to do that. So that attorney mm -hmm. failed uh, both to check, you know, the basic, let me make sure it's, uh, it's real. And then also just to like site check and, and make sure it was still good. So I think he was uh, yeah. facing disciplinary actions actually uh, on his bar license for that. So cautionary tale uh, for- There you for go. Don't just- that's, that's, the, that's one spectrum. Uh, right. And, and, you know, I think he was saying, like, oh, I thought it was like a search engine like Google, um, which, you know, whether he actually thought that or not, I don't know. I, I wasn't in there, but I don't think the court found that argument that compelling. Um, so, you know, that that's on the one end, uh, you know, but right. yeah, on the you look on the other end, uh, you know, uh, at least on, on, on my end, you know, one of the AI programs that I really enjoy, it's a, a program that essentially you can upload any video. So think body cam. Uh, interrogation. These are videos that can be hour long, two hour, three hour long, uh, and it will upload it and then it will transcribe everything. And not only does it transcribe everything, uh, it will even say like, hey, we think uh, Miranda rights were being read here, or we think uh, they, they were uh, admitting to things here, and you can control F, you can, you know, in real time, you can uh, type it, uh, if, say like, it's windy. That, that's its only limitation right now, is if it's like real windy, sometimes you got to really go in and say, well, well did, did they say that? But you know, literally transcripts that are like two hours long that maybe you'd have to wait for like a court record. Maybe you have to wait like a month for it to come in. You can just, as soon as you have that audio file, upload it, boom. You, you can even ask it now. Uh, they've, they've incorporated ChatGPT uh, technology with that. So now you can ask, hey, uh, you know, there, there are like uh, four or five different co-defendants in this video, uh, you know, outline uh, each of their stories and give me timestamps, and then it'll do that uh, within a matter of a minute. And so instead of like s sifting through it, you know, so you can just imagine how much time uh, that saves not only, uh, you know, the defense attorney, but also the client, uh, you know, as far as like uh, being more efficient. So things like that are just, you know, they're, they're kind of game changers right now. Uh, I feel like uh, there, you know, there's some attorney, uh, law is one of those fields, right? What's very slow to change. I distinctly remember when I was in New York, I worked with this, uh, you know, he was a former big law partner, you know, like uh, he had a corner office in like uh, Empire State Building, one of those guys, right? And, uh, you know, our boss said, hey, 
uh, go go find the transcripts of this guy and say where he said race car, whatever the phrase was, right? And so, you know, I just, you know, very quickly, okay, control F, you know, different phrases. Okay, here are the three pages. Out of this 150-page transcript, hey, boss, uh, in 10 minutes, here, here's like the three places, here's the page numbers. And then I had this uh, partner come up, you know, guy was probably billing, you know, close to a million dollars but in his heyday. Comes and says, oh, how did you... How'd you get it that fast? And I looked at it and I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? It was like, control F, right? And he's like, oh, but like, don't you want to like read through the entire thing? And I was like, how much did you bill? <laughs> like, you know, before you came to this uh, place that, you know, but yeah, those people, they're, they're, they're billing their clients thousands of dollars uh, a day, right? And then it's like, uh, you, you know, so you have like, on the one hand, you know, younger guys like me, we're seeing that technology, like, okay, cool. Let's just cut down on that time, get to the meat and potatoes of it, and then we can go forward. We can focus on the legal argument. We can focus on uh, negotiating a deal. Meanwhile, some of these older cats, you know, they, they haven't even caught up to how do I convert PDF to a word to PDF, or how do I edit? Uh, how do I how do I move the pages on a PDF? Right, like that. Kind, that that's kind of like the dichotomy. But you know, uh, as always, right? It's like uh, you got to compete with. They got the gray hairs and say they've been doing it X Y Z amount of years and you know i got to be like yeah not well though you know those, those amount of years that's my uh th that's my comeback uh in a sense right like, right yeah man so how are you guys how does um and this is also you know we, we we also talk about marketing and how do people you know legal marketing how are other people doing that how are you guys doing that Y'all doing the billboards? Y'all doing the radios? Yeah, so we're not on the billboards. A lot of those billboards, especially here. I, I've been, uh, I know you're based in New Orleans. I, I've been through Louisiana. I, I've seen y'all's billboards. They're, they're very uh, creative here. Uh, you know, it's more personal injury. That, that's kind of more the, uh, the deal. I know that, like, traditionally at this firm and the firm I was at last, a lot of it was, like, radio, uh, you know, talk. Because people still listen to radio. Um, but, you know, nowadays, uh, the way that I personally market myself, it, it's one of two ways. You know, the first is, uh, obviously, you can't ignore TikTok, you can't ignore uh, Instagram, you can't ignore uh, Facebook. You kind of, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you kind of have to, uh, I, I think it's silly to focus just on one platform. I think you got to make content and then cut it up for, you know, the diff I'm sure, you know, you guys do the same thing over there. You got to make sure that you cut it up across the board. And, you know, look, uh, personally, when I'm, I'm looking at it, uh, like, I was on Instagram uh, the other day, you go into reels, you see like different attorney uh, marketing. A lot of it does kind of look the same. You know, it's just kind of like a guy like me just dressed, sitting, like staring at the camera. You know, some of them do flashy things or, you know, they're, they're, they look like a model anyway, so they just get the cool lighting and, and it looks good. But, um, you know, really, I think the, the most important uh, marketing um, is just you leaving out the door. Because, uh, you know, attorney, that's one of those professions where, like, you don't really stop being an attorney. Uh, you know, when you when you head out the door, um, you know, you're from the date from the moment I step out, you know, depending on how I did my hair, if I got my line right on my beard, uh, you know, how I'm matching my clothes with, you know, did I match my uh, my uh, wristwatch with my belts with my shoes? Uh, what kind of, you know, so everything about that is, is in itself marketing. I, I can tell you at least once or twice a week, I'll personally get stopped when I'm in court by other people who are either sitting outside uh, the court out of, fresh out of jail or they're waiting on their attorneys and they're like, hey, you know, I, I just got to say, you, you, that's a sharp suit. I like how you put that together. Can I at least get your card, you know, and 
well, you know, whether they call or not, that's a, you know, it's kind of a numbers game, right? But that, that really does uh, impact. And a lot of attorneys, uh, you know, I, when I went to my first tailor, my first like kind of real uh, tailor in New York, uh, he was a non-citizen. He told me that he went to immigration court lately, uh, uh, recently. And he told me that, you know, he looked at the government attorney, the Department of Homeland Security attorney, and he looked at his suit, and he said it looked like he was swimming in his suit. I always remember that phrase, he's swimming in his suit. Cause, and and you, you'll see that. You'll, you'll see attorneys of, you know, uh, older attorneys down to uh, people who are just starting out, that they just do not know how to uh, dress. And, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that I kind of, my grandfather, you know, moved here uh, not knowing a lick of English, uh, one of the like, construction worker. And, uh, you know, but one thing he, he did, even under this hot Texas sun, every day he would go to work uh, in the construction, he would put on a suit. You know, that is like in the like, uh, 50s, 60s, right? And, you know, it, it was because it was like, you know, it doesn't matter that I'm a construction worker. I respect myself. That's, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dress like the, the, the man that I know that I am. So I'm going to put on a, a, a suit and, and go sweat, you know, buckets out in the Texas heat. But when I come back to my wife and kids, I'm going to come back as, as the man. So, you know, yeah. I, I think, too, I, I have um, very thankful to be influenced by him in that, uh, in that regard. Yeah, man, my grandfather, same. You know, I'm half Puerto Rican, half Portuguese. Yeah. And, uh, and both, actually, both my grandfathers were, were, were always very well dressed. Because yeah. like, back then, the when you took a photo, hey, that was your photo for, for a few years. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Oh, you that better, you better come. For, then, for yeah, decades. No, no selfies, no selfies right. back then. Yeah. They're gonna be like, uh, let me see it real quick. No, yeah, do it again. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I never smiled, and I, you know, now I, I've, yeah. I've, I kind of get. It. I'm like, yeah, that, that looks better. I, I, I like the, the no smile. You know, yeah, I, I, I think it, it adds a, a gravitas to to man's you know uh, portfolio for sure. A thousand percent, man. Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. I love I love that 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 you're talking about like sort of, you know, the revolution that's coming to every business and that's ai and and how you know how it's it's being implemented and if you're not unless you're living under under a rock (laughs) you should understand that it's it's here now use it for your you know for your business because if not you're going to be left behind you know and how to integrate it because it's it's here now it's not coming it's here and and it's only getting better a lot of those people you know I've, i've ran into attorneys who you know, they'll hear those stories, right? Like I told you about that guy who bumbled that summary judgment. Like, ah, oh, see, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. That's, that's him, uh, but this is getting better and better every day exponentially. You got to uh, be able to utilize it. You know, it's the same thing with, like, uh, email, right? There, there was actually, uh, uh, when email first got introduced, there was actually a, a debate amongst the legal community about whether to use email because technically you're, you're providing, you're, you're writing down, uh, client information and then distributing it to a third party, you know, the email provider and sending it. So even that was like a battle, right? So now it's like a no brainer. Of course, you're going to use email. Like who, who, who writes letters anymore? Um, right. But you know, that, that's just kind of the, how the profession, the way it is. And again, it, it's a thing with law. It's a self-regulating uh, profession, right? So, you know, it, it's one of those things where I think ultimately clients are going to have to be the ones that demand uh, change and you know fast results and the people who are using AI uh, not to do all the work but to you know a lot of the grunt work uh, to, to make that uh, snap of your fingers th- you know that that's already here uh, in my opinion 
That's cool. How are you guys saying, you know, I know you guys have to have CLEs and stuff like that, but sure. are, are some of the CLEs teaching you guys about, you know, these the, the new technologies and how to operate that, or is this? Yeah, so, you know, it, it, ChatGPT dropped, what, like last year, uh, uh, barely a year or so. It, you know, it takes a while for people to, obviously, like that, that New York case I mentioned, that's going to be a case study for, I'm sure like two uh, uh, L's in law school or in their ethics class, and they're like you know studying that uh, intensely. But you know a, a lot of uh, like the tech uh, CLEs that we usually have, they had to do with like privacy, like making sure that you use like secured authorization when you you know are uh, signing onto your email or or whatever. But yeah, for the for that, I, I haven't seen uh, I, I haven't seen any of CLEs that I thought were like uh, super impactful. On it, and I think that's just because it's so new that we're still uh, figuring out. Because that's just ChatGPT, right? The, like I said, there's other ones like that transcription one that uh, I mentioned. What's that called? Uh, Justice Text. Mm. Yeah, and and there's another one called Chat PDF. So this one, you you can upload a PDF, say it's like a hundred pages, and then you can ask it. It's like the AI. You're like, hey, uh, can you summarize? You say you upload a transcript. Uh, uh, you know, hey, summarize what uh, was said. Uh, summarize the arguments about what was said on each side, and you know it can it can do that. And there are obviously like free tiers and you know tiers that you pay for. But um, I, I think it's only going to get uh, you know more efficient. And then you know if, if you think about it, uh, you know we already have like those chatbots that uh, aren't great. But uh, you, you're even looking at will I even need to, to hire a secretary? or a, a paralegal for a lot of this, right? And then, right. you know, so it really, it, you know, ironically, it was like for at least uh, me coming up in school, you know, you kind of heard the grumblings of AI and you thought, oh, yeah, all those blue-collar workers, they're going to be out of work because all the machines are going to do it. And now you're having the reverse where it's like, no, a lot of these white-collar uh, jobs are gone. You know, and, and like a lot of attorneys, um, you know, I, I know when, when people think attorneys, they think, you know, suits, uh, you know, or, or, you know, big law or going to court and going to trial every day, which trial is very rare uh, in, in criminal defense world. Um, you know, that's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's not going to be uh, that uh, anymore because a lot of attorneys, they just uh, do what's called contract review, document review. And so, you know, that's like you're getting paid 50 grand. You, you went to school for like 250 grand in the hole in debt. And then the only job you can find is like uh, reviewing docs for uh, you know fifty grand maybe a year, and then now you got AI that's going to put you out of work. So I actually think you're, you know, I, I hope that people in that kind of zone right now they can find pivot into into something else. You know, me personally, uh, this is criminal defense. You're dealing with constitutional law, at least at the moment. I, I think I'm safe, right? For I don't think people are gonna uh, they're gonna allow robot AI lawyers yet. Uh, maybe for our grandchildren, maybe that might be a, a, another case. But you know, especially uh, you think about like big law where they're just dealing with contracts and they're, you know, negotiating uh, uh, mergers and acquisitions and such. A lot of that can already be automated. And you know, those are the the people who are doing that now that are you know kind of uh, in my years, uh, you know, on the younger side. You know, they're the ones that, you know, that's the job you want when you uh, get out of uh, law school because it's like, hey, you're making 200 grand uh, or more living in uh, New York, you know, just got out. And now it's like, okay, well, you're in a precarious position because now if these partners get wise that, oh, we can just, 
you know, maybe we keep a couple of you to train up, uh, but the rest of you, it was already kind of like a burnout, you know, low, uh, low attrition rate type of thing. Now I feel like that's going to be even, even worse. So, uh, you know, that, that's my, uh, I don't want to say a doomsday pr- uh, prediction, right? But I, I, I don't see how they could not, how, you know, people in those firms can't be thinking about that or already be uh, trying to uh, deal with that uh, now. There's got to be like, is, is AI law now a thing? I mean, it has to be. I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's uh, I think it comes down to the usage, right? So uh, a big thing, especially here in the United States, um, you know, I know in Louisiana, you guys got the Civil Code, Napoleonic Code. Um, so it, it's, it's a bit different. But the rest of the United States and, you know, all the common law countries, um, it's all, it's case law. So what does that mean? It means, you know, we're, we're literally taught, uh, there are literally classes in law school that teach you how to use some of the major uh, databases. Because it's not just like you can search up like, um, you know, uh, suppression marijuana Texas, right? Because you're going to get over 10,000 results uh, from that. So like you, there's literally a class where it teaches you for an entire semester or more, here's how you can like narrow down and focus. So, you know, with like research and billing, that takes time, right? So I've, I've seen, I haven't used them yet because uh, I, in criminal uh, defense, it's not necessarily a lot of pr- uh, motion practice, at least at the state level. Um, but, you know, I've seen uh, advertisements for those where uh, an AI will, uh, you, you know, you pay it maybe 250 or whatever the service charges, right? And you get all the parameters and then it will go and find all the things. And that's only going to get more sophisticated um, as time goes on. So, yeah, I, 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 so here's what I'll say. It's here, but... Uh, it's going to take a while for it to fully, for the impact to fully be felt just because law is a very um, slow uh, moving profession. Mm. Yeah. Man, so do you have, um, does somebody, when they become an an attorney, they go, all right, I want to, I want to be part of a a law firm and then I want to start my own law firm or I want to become a partner because people, people people, people become partners of a law firm because the regular Joe can't own a law firm. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very pr- protectionist in, in a lot. There are a lot of things that, uh, you know, there are a lot of things that, yeah, like if if the legislator uh, tomorrow said, hey, uh, XYZ functions don't require a lawyer, there's a lot of people that, you know, kind of be out of a job. It's like, it's one of those things where the, they're, they're the people who, like, have the real skill that are really, like, you know, uh, it, following with the weeds of the law. Like I'm on so many newsletters that I got to read every day that, you know, it's just like updates on, on legislation, updates on this. Hey, someone has a motion to suppress on this issue. Oh, hey, I have a case that, that's kind of like that. Let me pull that. It's something you got to constantly be doing. So the, you know, the average Joe, they're not going to be necessarily aware of that. You'll, you'll see that a lot. Uh, you know, I was, uh, I was uh, on the prosecution side, on the state side, uh, you know, sometimes you see some pro se, that means pro se, uh, they didn't have an attorney, appeals in uh, uh, jail. And, you know, it's like, yeah, these people would have immaculate handwriting, but they would be utter gibberish, uh, what they were saying. So I think I think that's something, too, that I, I you know, I got to keep in mind is that, you know, with uh, attorneys, you know, these are people who've been uh, through years and years of school who spent, you know, at least ideally you're supposed to, been hours and hours uh, reading and, and thinking about the law and thinking about how to be a lawyer uh, and that's those are skills that I'm not saying that the average person doesn't have 
but I think it's a lot rarer uh, than you think because you know and you know I deal with clients uh, again that you know some are undocumented some uh, can't even they can barely spell their own name I, I had a guy who I visited with him in jail I needed him to sign a waiver so I could uh, you know get the bond and I watched for like 10 15 minutes as he struggled to write half of his first name you know so it, you again there's a lot of disparity uh, going on between like the sophisticated white collar uh, defendant who got like a DWI to you know so someone like that so so how about what about and, and you bring up a good point like attorneys are really good at being attorneys right yes. like they're amazing at being attorneys but not necessarily good business people that's, right that's very true and, and you know that that's something you know when uh, when I look at like business and and, and metrics it, it the, the, I was actually just reading about this. Uh, that's also a current debate going on. Uh, for the longest time, at least in the United States, uh, attorneys have been vicious about preventing a non-attorney from becoming a partner or owning a stake in a law firm. Um, you know, and that comes down to that protectionist, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, impulse. But you know, I, I saw that you know, in I think it was Australia, some other. Uh, you know, Commonwealth country uh, out in the world, they've been doing that for a while and it's been working, right? So, uh, yeah, I, you know, obviously I'm, for the home team here, I'm also an attorney and just got starting out, so I'm not trying to uh, make myself obsolete, but, you know, I, I think there are definitely like a lot of, particularly a lot of older attorneys that, you know, maybe they have like really good marketing uh, and, you know, like when you type in attorney Austin, Texas, they pop up and then you see them in court and you're not, I'm not impressed. Right. So that's something that I, uh, you know, I I firmly believe now is that the only thing separating, you know, me from the the partner that's making over, you know, two, three million a a year is just time. That's it. It it just comes down to time. Uh, Is he making two to three million dollars a year because he owns the business or because he's a good attorney? Uh, it, it might be a chicken or the egg thing. I don't think you got to be. Uh, I think you got to have some skill, obviously, to uh, run a business. Because after a while, you can sign up a bunch of people, but after a while, it's going to catch up to you that you know you're 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 a bad attorney, right? So there's got to be some level of skill. But uh, you know, I, I think a lot of it just comes down to um, again, you spend years specializing in you know law, right? That it uh, you. Feel like some people they just kind of say that's enough you know there i know there's some attorneys that maybe they don't even they scoff at the idea of uh you know advertising or or just like marketing themselves i you know i've met attorneys who you know they've been working uh five six years and you know they're, they're i think they're they're good but you know you look at uh online presence there's nothing uh you know you look at uh reviews even though they've gotten great results nothing you know and, and you know i'm over here thinking like wow like I, I would hope that I'd have like a uh, hundred times the you know the type of presence and, and reviews and just you know presence by the time I, I reached you know that that kind of uh, year. So um, yeah, it, it it's one of those things where attorneys are interesting creatures uh, for sure. Do you think that I, I have my own opinion on this, so I'll, okay. I'll ask you to to I, no, I don't want to muddy it because I want your opinion on it, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't necessarily, do you have to be a good attorney to like win these cases and, and, and have a, and have a good, you know, and have a good business. 
You know, like, couldn't you be like an average attorney and, you know, and smash it? Yeah, I, I, I think so. It also just depends on what's your, what is your definition of um, uh, doing like a good result on a case, right? So there are some counties, like, so the way uh, criminal defense works, um, you know, safe to say uh, kind of everywhere, every county, because every county has a different uh, district attorney or county attorney, um, they have their own policies, right? So like here in Travis, um, yeah, like it, it, everything, a lot of things can be done through email. I don't gotta go down a courthouse just to move someone's court date, right? Which is a waste of my time. It's a waste of client's time. If there's no, if there's not gonna be any material movement, why are we showing up uh, that day? That's something I, you know, I, I, I strongly tell my clients, you don't gotta show up to court unless something's happening. And I, I try and make sure that that, or you know, maybe they're dragging their feet then I'm like, all right, you gotta come this time, but get on it so we don't have to be back here. I'm very much about not wasting my time or, or their time. Um, yeah. But you know, here in Travis, yeah, like a lot of times they're they're very open. I believe the DA, uh, he's a former public defender um, from, from what I've seen. So you know, there's a, a big emphasis on pretrial diversion programs. So as long as you know someone, uh, the facts of their alleged facts, I should say, uh, of their uh, offense aren't like egregious. Um, you know, a lot of times, especially if it's like a first-time uh, offense, a lot of times they'll offer uh, pretrial. But then you have other counties, right? I, I have, uh, I, I won't say which, uh, but yeah, I, I have somewhere like, uh, you know, I have the guy admitted to, to doing it, uh, to, to aggravate assault with a deadly weapon, um, but he had very good cause. I'm not going to go into it because it's open, but he had very good cause to do it, and nobody died. We'll put it that way. And, uh, you know, you talk to the prosecutor, and they say, meh. We'll give you five years, uh, you know, jail time. That's our final offer, or you'll take it to trial. Uh, and you know, if you want to talk to the judge, maybe the judge will be merciful. Doubt it though, right? So you have that kind of that dichotomy where you got like the, you know, uh, people are saying, "I don't care." He said he did it. Uh, yeah, I could use my discretion, but I'm not going to. Uh, two people are like, "Yeah, no, let me like work with you." And you know, oh, oh he's got kids. Oh, he's, he's you know, sole provider. Yeah, let, let, let's work with you. So. To, to answer your question, do you got to be like the greatest attorney uh, to work in counties where like a lot of it is just like pretrial as long as you are pretty good at uh, negotiation and just advocate? Because a lot of it is just advocating for your client and, and painting a full picture. Because you understand when the prosecutor or the judge sees the case, all they're seeing is the police report, right? So they're literally just, say, they're literally just saying, what did the cops say? And then what did the, if there's a victim, what did the victim say happened, right? Uh, and that's it. That's all they see. And, and, you know, on the defense side, you're looking at like, that's not, you know, that cop, uh, that, that's not, that's not how it happened, how he wrote it. He didn't even give the, I have a case where like literally the, the car that he says that he stopped down to like the license plate down to the color, completely different car. So, you know, uh, uh, again, and the guy's like, can my family please get my car? And I'm like, we'll figure it out, man. Cause it's not, you know, like on the police report, it says something different. So, um, you know, like, yeah, so as far as like negotiating and, and uh, uh, just like showing up for your client and saying, look, I'm in front of you, prosecutor, here's the story, can we get things going? Yeah, I don't think you got to be like, uh, you know, Clarence Darrow. That, I don't know if anyone will get that reference, but he was a very prominent uh, criminal defense attorney in the uh, uh, 20th century. Definitely, look, look, I, I encourage your listeners to look into him uh, if you haven't. Um, you don't got to be Clarence Darrow in, in places like that, but... Uh, you know, to have like a successful practice, but 
in other more like uh, harder, you know, counties were more conservative. Uh, you know, I, again, I'm not trying to bring politics into it, but that's just kind of how it is. That generally more conservative counties, they're going to be less likely to give pre-child diversion programs that your clients could take. Therefore, you know, you got to uh, work a bit more uh, to get a good outcome. I don't know. That was a very long-winded way of saying it. <laughs> appreciate, uh, dude. I, I appreciate the brain. Yeah, that's the. That's it's the, very uh, lawyerly of you. That's the quintessential attorney answers. It depends. Yes. There you go. That, that, that'll be uh, $5,000, please. <laughs> so Tell me where we can find you. Yeah, so uh, currently I'm based out of Austin, Texas, uh, Peak Law Group. I'm Travis County Courthouse almost every day. I uh, also cover uh, surrounding counties uh, as well. So I'm also uh, Instagram. I started uh, Abogado Tejano. Uh, so please give me a, a like and follow uh, on that. Nice. Yep. Right on. Abogado Tejano. If y'all are in trouble, y'all need to hit up Andrew because I know y'all get in trouble out there. And stop talking to the cops. And stop talking to the cops. That's that's my first and only free bit of legal advice. Stop talking to the cops. They're not your friends. They are not your friends. They cannot cannot determine whether you get charged with XYZ. Don't talk. Andrew over here, he's your friend. Andrew's going to be your friend. For, for, and for some money, I can get you out of that. Uh, so There you yeah. go. All right. Andrew, I appreciate you so much. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Uh, sure. love, the, love the conversations about AI. And uh, look forward to having this uh, podcast out, man. All right. Sounds good. That was Spaghetti on the Wall, brought to you by Liduke Entertainment. For all of your social media marketing needs, podcasting, digital marketing, we got you. And you can watch Spaghetti on the Wall anywhere, guys. Just Google it. You're probably listening to it right now. And uh, we'll see you all next week.